Welcome to Top Producer Hacks for Getting It All Done. This is episode two. Today, we're sitting down with Todd Duncan, speaker, author, and founder of High Trust Coaching, as well as Mike Gulitz, CEO and co-founder of Jungo. Todd is an expert in the industry, and he will be sharing what today's loan officers need to be doing during these unprecedented times. We're excited you're here. Grab your headphones and a notebook, and let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. I'd like to uh, um, thank you for attending Top Producer Hacks for getting it all done with Todd Duncan, our guest today on the broadcast. Todd is a longtime friend and uh, partner of Jungo, and we are very excited to have a conversation today with our dear friend. And we want to welcome each one of you to the uh, the broadcast, and we would encourage you to stick around because we've got something special at the end of the broadcast. Um, Jungo is going to offer you a nice little freebie, and Todd's got a special offer that he wants to uh, that he's created just for this particular situation. So I hope you'll be able to stick around to the end. We'll be recording this and posting it on the Jungo blog. But ja, uh, Todd, Todd Duncan, the legend, welcome to the broadcast. The legend. It's good to see you, Mike. And, uh, you know, um, all things considered, uh, we're both smiling and you can feel the energy. And uh, I'm excited that we get to spend some time uh, just pounding out some ideas on where are we? And where are we going? And uh, what does all this mean to the extent we can define it? But uh, always appreciate you. I appreciate Jungo. I appreciate the relationship you have with your your tribe. And I've always admired what you guys are doing to add value to people. And uh, certainly, you know, I hope that out of this comes uh, some opportunity for everybody that's a Jungo uh, member and and uh, part of your tribe to to really take our message and our conversation and share it with their share with their clients, share it with their referral partners. You know, there's a, there's a lot of need right now for us to, to connect as a society. And no doubt we have new ways to do it, but still there. So I'm excited about our time. Thank you. Outstanding. Well, I want to jump right into some topics for us because um, the more we've been spending time with our clients and, and really getting into uh, the minutia of what's going on right now with our new normal, um, a lot of really good questions have come up. And I thought it would be an appropriate time as we're sort of uh, talking about reopening parts of the country to talk about um, the mortgage industry and what this new normal has meant to your loan officer clients, my loan officer clients, and you know their their teams, their partners, um, and the industry as a whole. I don't have a crystal ball, and, and I know you don't either. But um, what are we seeing out there so that maybe we can bring some ideas and some best practices to those folks that are you know scratching their head right now, going like, what's going to happen next week? Yeah, uh, just to uh, just to make it really clear, I do have a crystal ball. Um, it just isn't working right now. Well, <laughs> 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 foggy, and it's not quite it's quite not quite resonating right now. You know, I um I think I think that the the first thing that I'm seeing is is really a a, a, a foundational truth, Mike, that's coming out, and it has to do with how do we interpret the realities of what we're involved in, right? Nobody knew 38 days ago that we would be where we are right now. Nobody even thought, you know, 75 days ago that 24 million Americans would be unemployed. Um, Nobody even understood lockdown and what that actually meant. So we got pretty much forced into something that nobody saw coming, right? And I think that that is probably the challenge du jour. What happens when stuff happens that, you're not planning on it happening. And so 
hundred percent, it, it starts with response, right? It starts with response. And you and I were chatting before we went live and, you know, there's this word out there that, that, that I think people really need to, to understand that it's in the toughest times. It's in the, it's in the darkest moments. It's in the, the periods of uncertainty that the human spirit really has an opportunity to rise. And as, as hard as that is to get your head around, um, we have a choice. Every, every person that's watching this, viewing this, every person that wakes up every day has a choice that day to, to adopt the attitude that they're going to have for that day. And it is so easy right now to go dark. It is so easy to go negative. We've got bulging pipelines. We've got borrowers that lose their jobs before funding. We have agents that aren't selling property. We have, we have all these things that are this kind of domino effect. And we have to control the only thing we can control, which is our attitude. And, and that is it. Chuck Swindoll said a long time ago, he said, you know, 90% of life is what happens to us, but 10% of life is how we respond to that 90%. And it's the 10% that makes the 90% become something that, that helps us elevate, innovate. I mean, we're doing things today as a society, every one of your your tribe members, everybody that's in Jumgo and high trust and believes in, in what we do for a living. I mean, everybody is getting challenged. So human spirit, man, human spirit is a hundred percent necessary right now in how we respond. So I think it's, I think it's as simple as it sounds, as hard as it is, it's attitude. Let's break this down a little bit. So how has your company been staying connected while working remote? Uh, we call our best friends and offer to do uh, webinars like this. I mean, it's one way. I mean, I'm dead serious. I've got 28 companies on my on my board over here that we want to just jump on and, and help their community win. And so that's one of the ways we're doing it. Um, another way we're doing it is I, I started posting what are called mindset moments on our, our social media platform. And all this was was a desire to, to send a message out every day that help people think about mindset. And I, I don't have a schedule on what I'm going to talk about. I mean, this morning at 620, I was on my way to the office and um, I pulled over next to the, the ocean, which has orange cones everywhere and COVID signs that you can't go to the beach. And I recorded uh, a mindset moment on uh, this, this morning on just the whole idea of, of, of uh, gratitude and uh and hope you know and so these these are two minute messages that's one of the ways we're connecting i'm trying to reach out to five decision makers a day and i do it on facetime i don't do it with text i try to connect in the in the human way the most human way possible um so we're doing that um we're launching a uh we're launching 120 days specific to the next four months you know, resource, and we're going to be doing it on Zoom and, and Facebook Live to just pour into, you know, agents and, and lenders and, and help them win. So, you know, I think it's, you know, for us, it was interesting that, that you know, when you're in the event business and events are shut down and there's no, like, like at the end of the tunnel, when can events come back? Nobody knows. We've had to cancel two events. We've had 12 events canceled on us. And when you're an event company and you can't do events, you got to figure out other ways to connect. And so that's what we're doing. Everybody is connecting at different levels and uh, using technology to do it. So pretty simple. How about you? What are you guys doing? 
you know, I can speak to what we're doing at a high level with with the management team. We we started uh, we changed our operating system how we run the company two years ago uh, after I read a book by Gino Wickman called Traction, and we hired an uh, entrepreneurial operating system consultant to come in and teach us how to uh, run our company using uh, the, the the techniques with Traction and, and running meetings, uh, what we call level ten meetings or what they call level ten meetings, and that's transformed how we efficiently. Uh, uh, really address the issues that are most important and we don't waste time talking about things. They call them big rocks, little rocks. So that's been probably the cornerstone of, of why we've been able to transition successfully. The second thing we've done is because I've been a long time cloud component, as you know, yeah. um, one of the first apps, apps in the Salesforce um, environment, we were able to move our team from the office to complete remote within three days. So, um, you know, the entire team transitioned. I think the only person that still goes into the office is Juliana occasionally to print documents. Um, she says hello, by the way. Um, Hi, I'm back, Juliana. <laughs> so um, by being able to do that and still be able to maintain our caseload, um, we've been able to support our clients. So what we've tried to do is just lead by example. Um, if we can transition, to from corporate offices where we're always together to home offices like the loan officers are, are having to do then uh, and then provide them with the correct technology so they don't they don't lose any they don't have any downtime that's been huge the the third thing that we've done is what you just talked about um, we just did our company meeting on friday zoom and we got to see all those beautiful faces for the first time in about four weeks because we we transitioned the first week of this so we've all been working now from from home since you know the end of march um, so as, as we, as we look at that and being able to see them and we spent the first 15, 20 minutes of the company meeting going one by one and asking them, <clears throat> what are you binge watching? You know, have you picked up any new hobbies? How are you filling the time? And you know, what have you learned about yourself? And we just got to see them talk. And it almost felt like the connection was more real because we're all so hungry for those connections right now, which I know is a big theme yeah. for you. So yeah. that's, those are probably yeah. the three things I would say are the best, most impactful for Zungo right now. Okay, so a moment of vulnerability. What are you binge watching? Oh, this is going to get me in trouble. I've never <laughs> seen the show Naked and Afraid. <laughs> and man, I'll tell you, you watch about an hour of that, you don't feel so bad about being locked in your house. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. That is so right. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's it's interesting that, 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 you know, my my go-to person in our company that runs operations, I mean, literally, she's 18 feet from my desk, but she's 21 miles away. And it's just, it's so different to figure out, so how do I connect with, with her now versus how did we connect when we could just in, you know, 10 seconds be face-to-face? -face? And I think it's it's forcing a whole new kind of innovation. And, you know, Deb's birthday was last Wednesday. And I mean, Mike, we had a birthday party on Zoom. We had virtual gifts. We had skits. We had a birthday cake that, you know, the Deb got to blow out. And we had like 18 people on a Zoom call having a birthday party. I, I could have never predicted that that would happen. And bless my mom is 87 years old. Bless her heart. She knows how to FaceTime. But instead of realizing the camera's up here, she thinks the camera's down in the home button. So she's always looking down here, and all you see is from her eyebrows up. Bless her heart. But my 87-year-old mom is connecting on FaceTime. That's good for her. <laughs> oh, man. Happy belated birthday yeah. to Deb. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, yeah. you know, along those lines, what are you finding that's working to keep you in touch with? Because I mean, there's so many different levels to, to, to high trust. You know, you have your your books that you've written over the last several decades. You've got the the, the, the you know the most amazing events for the mortgage industry always. You know, 26, 27 years running with Sales Mastery. But how are you connecting with that core group of coaching clients right now? Because I can only imagine, you know, they're facing some of the biggest challenges with teams and communication and going from all this volume to whatever they're dealing with now. I mean, what, how are you connecting with them? And is it, is it business as usual or have you adapted? Well, so, so the interesting thing about the coaching company is it is absolutely thriving. You know, first of all, you've got mortgage bankers um, that are making more money this year than they've ever made. And so they, and, and they have more challenges than, than they've ever had. So we're watching Hytros coaching just scale, you know, and, and anybody that's in Jingo can, can go to hightrustcoaching.com and just click on the free coaching consultation and talk with one of our coaches and, you know, see if there's value there. But these guys are our coaches. We have 18 coaches and they are, they're coaching every single day. Um, and our coaching members are thriving. What we've done is we've stepped up the length of our coaching calls. And we have also stepped up the invitation to our coaching members who have teams to let their primary, if they have a big team or their team, if it's a small team, you know, join kind of on demand if they have a, um, a team issue they need to work through and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep everybody centered on the principles and the laws that we know work today. So like to, today, um, trust has always required you not required you, but it's always a deeper level of trust when you can have a in-person face-to-face conversation. That's impossible right now. So, so how do we use technology to still create trust? And what are the new methodologies and the new questions and the new dialogues that we're having to be able to facilitate a, a face-to-face relationship? Things as specific as how do you maintain eye contact on Zoom? You know, how do you give somebody a fist pump? I mean, if I want to fist pump you, I can't fist pump to my picture. I have to fist pump to the camera. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to fist pump, right? There's like all these kind of, are you, are you kidding me? But what, what's happening to the coaching members is they are, um, they're revamping business plans. They're not taking their plan down. They're taking it up because everybody's ahead of volume. They're reorganizing team structures and identifying new ways to communicate as a team. They've stepped up the amount of huddles they have per day from a huddle in the morning to a huddle in the afternoon to four huddles a day. Because when you're disconnected, you have to figure out how to connect more consistently or we're going we're gonna to jeopardize the consumer experience, right? And, and all things that go with that. And the other thing that, that they're doing right now, imagine this for a second, that if you think about your core referral market, um, that referral market is hurting, right? You look at Redfin laying off 42% of its, its agents. You look at, at um, Zillow having a reduction. You look at um, Purple Bricks having a reduction. You look at all this. You look at iBuyers that have kind of dried up. You look at um, people not being employed. Uh, you look at 401ks getting hit by 30 or 40%. There are people that were going to buy a home 70 days ago that are not going to buy a home. And so our core market is hurting. And so what has to happen in the midst of the vortex of refinances, which by most accord is 65 to 80% of most LOs pipelines right now, 
to the reality of the purchase business being there, but not being as robust as it was for the reasons just mentioned, we got to figure out how to connect with our referral partners in deeper ways to help stimulate future business. Because here's the drill. 120 days is going to be here before you know it. And what nobody in your tribe, nobody in my tribe, our mutual tribes, nobody wants to wait 120 days to figure out what to do. So the only thing we can count on is we can count on connection. And what I would do if I were a loan originator is I would have, you know, depending on how many agents I have, I would have a business planning meeting with every agent every two weeks. And that's why the more from less philosophy works. You can't do that if you have 100 agents. But if you've got a key group of, you know, 15, 10, 15 core agents, every two weeks, why don't you do for your agents what our coaches do for their clients? And that is, let's talk every two weeks for 20 minutes. Let's just do that. Let's just schedule 12 weeks. I'll send you an invite right now. We'll start it this Tuesday. We'll do it every other week for 12 weeks. And I'm just going to connect with you. And all I want to do is have conversation so that when everything changes, we don't have to figure out what we're going to do then. We've already figured it out now, and we'll be that far, that much further ahead when everything changes. And you just, nobody knows when this is going to end, but we know it's going to end. And so you don't want to wait till it ends before you figure out what to do when it ends. You want to, you want to do it now. Because nobody is doing it right now. You want to you have an unfettered marketing territory right now? Reconnect with real estate agents because there's not a lender in town that's actually working the agent market like they need to. And then, you know, later on, Mike, I want to talk about Jungo and, and databasing because I think there's a whole new migration there as well in terms of what savvy lenders are doing to insulate themselves from the gyrations of the purchase market so what we can get there as we go forward but that's kind of what my thought thoughts are you know i i wanted to talk to you about you know your your concept of the three crucial decisions you know what what best practices are you recommending to the loan officers right now and you just touched on some of this but you know with regards to the three crucial decisions what are you talking about well the first thing i'm talking about At some, I know what I was going to say. I just, I just wanted to, to take a breath for a second. At some level, Mike, everybody at some level is hurting, right? At some level, everybody is, is hurting. And at some level, there is uncertainty. And what uncertainty kind of initiates is fear. And... I'm doing a lot of work right now on the psychology of fear as I study, you know, what our coaches do, as I study what high performance actually looks like. And even when you look at the annals of history and even the modern day Musks and Bransons and Bezos, you know, at some level, everybody deals with fear. The question is, what emotion do you assign to fear? And you can either take that word, which is four letters, F-E-A-R, and you can worry. And worry in that acronym is false experiences appearing real. So whatever we're thinking might happen, chances are it's not going to happen. And yet if we're in that mindset, 
we are frozen, we are paralyzed, and we don't want to do what we fear, which means there is no advancement. And 91% of what Americans worry about rarely, if ever, comes to fruition. You know, 9% of what we worry about is real and the rest we make up in our head. So then when you take a look at fear and it going negative, in the world in which you and I live right now and all of our clients and friends live, fear could also stand for, okay, face everything and rise. Because if, if it's fear, I can either be overwhelmed by it or I can be empowered by it. I can be disempowered, which is negative. I can be empowered, which is positive. So, hey, whatever happens is happening. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And there's so much that you and I don't control, so much that a loan rep doesn't control. We don't control any of the interest rate markets. We don't control any of the operational expense that our companies are trying to build. We don't, we don't control the, the, the vulnerability that owners have with margin calls. We don't control, we don't control society. We don't control layoffs. We don't control unemployment. We control none of that. What we control is how we respond to the market and how we respond to the moment and how we respond to whether or not this is going to stop me or inspire me. And so the ultimate is you take that word fear and you go, okay, face everything and rise. How about this? How about understanding that throughout history, thousands of years, hundreds of years, a couple of decades, 10 years ago, every challenge in business has created a breakthrough for the people that think what? Positively about it. So fear then becomes feeling excited and ready. How, how do I go from false experiences occurring real and borrowing trouble and worrying to all the way over here going, hey, man, I am fired up. I am excited. I am ready to make a difference. And there's three places people need to make a difference. They need to make a difference in helping their clients win. They need to make a difference solving their clients' biggest problems. And they need to make a difference engaging at a deeper emotional level. Those three things, if you can help people win, if you can solve their challenges by asking new questions that you've never asked before, and if you can engage at a deeper level, heart to heart, instead of head to head and get down, then you're going to win. You're going to win. And we can do it on this. We can do it on technology. I mean, I can't feel your heat, can't feel your pulse, you know, no. can't, 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 can't feel the energy, but I can see it. I, I mean, you can feel my energy right now. But I'm in a room, I'm in an office that seats 25 people and I'm here by myself, but I'm still trying to communicate the passion that clients need to hear just like you just like your LOs just like you you need to be excited in tough times because this is not going to last we're going to get through it and there's going to be a new normal that's going to become the way that we play the business period and then we're going to return to normalcy on stuff i mean we're never going to watch we're never going to we're never going to be able to replace the live concert experience with a facebook live stream but it's happening right now so we'll go back there's parts of the mortgage business we won't go back on. We've learned some efficiencies, I think, haven't we? I don't know. I would definitely say so. I mean, just learning over the last month that, you know, right. Jungo can operate efficiently from home. This is something that, you know, we had talked about in our disaster planning. You know, what would we need to do? Worst case scenario, could we do this? But we never did it. This, is, this wasn't our dry run. This was our, let's do this. Um, and to see the managers rise the occasion and, and get everybody up and running. And our main concern was to be, 
you know, logistically able to answer the phone, to be able to help our clients, to be able to, you know, yeah. help them with password reset, whatever their might their problem might be. So what are let's shift gears from fear. Um, what are people doing to keep their spirits Why? up? What That's a great word. <laughs> it is. It's great, you know, and I have a lot of respect for fear because I I, I look at fear as um, it's a necessity. It's what you know what flips on when you're you know you're a caveman and you're getting hunted by a tiger and you need your adrenaline <laughs> to get you into a tree. So I, I fear has a place, but uh, you know I'm I'm using my naked and afraid references too much. But the part, the part of fear that's dangerous, and that's what we're kind of seeing right now that people are concerned about, is staying in a fear mindset. That yeah. puts stress on the body. It hurts us. So, you know, what are people doing to get out of the good fear and keeping their spirits up? I know we're seeing stuff on television. What are you hearing as you talk to your clients and they've got this new normal? What are they doing to keep their teams and their clients and their partner spirits up? Yeah, and man, I, I I wish I had all the answers to that question because I I quite honestly am no different than anybody watching our conversation right now. Um, we're figuring it out as we go as well, right? So we're all we're all trying to uh, to make the best of difficult times, which is in essence, I think, the value and the gift of difficult times. I I think for us we're 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 keeping hope alive, right? And and hope is the greatest strategy there is to get through difficult times. The only thing that might come close to hope is strategy. But if you don't hope, you're not going to create strategy. I, I think that that what has to happen is we need to have a different perspective. I did a, a mind, mindset moment. I, I have about 7,000 acres behind my home in Laguna Beach. That's a, the Aliso Park recreation kind of facility. It's wildlife. You know, it's there's paths and everything. And I was, I was going for a walk and I watched a hawk. This hawk was circling over my head, probably 200 feet over where I was. And I was just watching the hawk. And all of a sudden I saw the hawk go like this, down to the ground, disappeared behind the shrubs, came back up and had a rabbit in its talons. And I'm thinking, what would I rather be, the hawk or the rabbit? So I, I do this mindset moment and I'm, and I'm talking about perspective. The hawk is up here, right? And the hawk is not down in the weeds, not down in the, in the bushes. The rabbit can't see two feet in front of it. And it's not looking up. But the hawk can see acres. And so the hawk decides, let me have perspective. Let me get higher so I can see where the opportunities are. I think that's the key right now. It's, it's to separate yourself from being in the hole, being down on the ground, slugging it out, fighting, fighting, fighting. And it's about, let me just kind of rise up a little bit, take a, a, a gander, and, and let me look at how I can best attack with value, with resources, with ideas. And it, it struck me as... We are so close to the problem sometimes that we can't see the solution. And, and that's why we need to kind of peel away and, and have really good personal kind of headspace and time. We've got to keep our energy alive to the extent you can go out and work out, work out, get fresh air, you know, try to, try to break the monotony, um, really get back to time blocking in your family unit. If you've got kids at home, you're juggling balls, you're juggling homeschooling, you're juggling all that kind of stuff. But you still have to use time blocking as a methodology to even while you're at home, 
you still got to do business, right? And you got to do it in a loving way because now your family watches you operate. And that is, that's kind of the challenge. And so I guess the, how do you move, how do you move from the fear of a rabbit who doesn't know what's coming to the faith of a hawk knowing if it's just patient enough, it's going to find out what it needs to do. Um, I think you have to understand, you have to understand faith and faith is just about, I'm going to have confidence. We're going to get through this. You know, you, you touched on something. Be bloody, but we're going to get through it. Sorry. No, you touched on something that made me think about um, the, the psychology of being in a reactive state versus being in a proactive state. And I love the fact that you're working with your clients to say, you know, we're not going to hunker down and see what happens to us. If worst case scenario, we can't, we're going to, you know, we're going to eventually run out of refinance business. How do we plan? And the minute you start planning strategy, you are automatically in, re- in proactive mode. And if that can be done, it'll change your mindset. And if you can be that resource for your realtor partner and help them, I mean, if their business has drive, can you imagine trying to be a realtor in New York City today? You know, if, if, if they're sitting on the sidelines and they've gotten themselves into a place where they're like going, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm reacting, you know, as the loan officer sitting down and doing this, you know, 10 or 12 week plan of planning a strategy come out of it, that automatically puts them into a proactive state. Well, it's not only proactive, but it's it's the reality of of response, right? And and I I am a firm believer, Mike, that no matter where we are, we have we have two choices. We can either become part of what's happening, or we can decide what we want to have happen. And the interesting thing is, if we think counterintuitively, if we think counterculturally, we rise above, and that's that face everything and rise. I can't wait to watch Million Dollar Listing New York next year and and just see what these guys did during this time to keep their business going. Because we do know that people are buying. We do know that people are selling. We just have a lot of noise that's getting in between how we get to that market. And that's that's why I think I sat down the other night and I, I turned my phone on and I recorded 25 private video messages to 25 CEOs. I just did it, right? And I sent them out and it was amazing to see the response that that I got from guys and gals running companies that are in the same place I am running a company, the same place you are running a company. Nobody is insulated from this. Nobody. And so you have to. The human spirit is, I'm going to survive. Use the caveman example, right? We are going to trigger ourselves either fight or fight or flight. That's it. You're going to run from it or you're going to run into it and you're going to win. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be bloody. It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt a little bit. But that's what innovation is. Innovation requires massive appetites for failure and figuring out how it doesn't work before it, you ever figure out how it's going to work. I'm in the event business, Mike. I don't know if taking everything virtual will ever go back to live. I'm counting on live coming back, but the innovations right now is I can live stream anything I want. I can get anybody to, to join me. And even though you don't get the energy of the live experience, you get the experience of the, the content. And you and I are doing an hour conversation. Um, you could be sitting right here if you're listening to Mike and me and you'd feel our energy, but it's not going to change the fact that you're going to get the content. So, you know, it's just, 
I don't know, faith versus fear. I hear you. You know, feed, feed your faith, starve your fear. Feed your faith, starve your fear. How are your clients dealing with limited in-person meetings? I mean, are we talking about how we're trying to do it with our businesses? But, um, you know, what's, what's the new normal for a loan officer that likes to press the flesh, that likes to do coffee meetings with their realtor partners and have that, that familiar touch? You know, what, is, uh, what are you seeing and what are they saying about going digital or going to this new normal? And 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 the, and the technical side of the business, uh, showings and document signings, and you know you can't have people coming into your home, and you know you you can't have documents going to government offices that are shut down. I mean, <laughs> what are some of the creative things that you're hearing that people are trying or that are succeeding with? Well, so I I think that that you know I I uh, I saw I I saw um, I have a, I have a uh, group of agents in Australia. Um, I do a lot of work in Australia and I spoke to 4,000 realtors uh, in June of last year. And, and it was really interesting. I saw a Instagram post the other day from a guy named Alex Minton, who is a, a really, really big producer in Australia. And um, he and three people from his appraisal team and inspection team were actually in a home. And they took a picture in Australia, I guess the government masks are orange. And so every realtor had on an orange mask and they had on the purple gloves and they were in the property doing their inspection. So part of it is go with the rules. You know, part of it is to the extent that you can do what you need to do, you go with the rules. But then it's like, okay, how do I, how do I right now have an open house? Okay, I mean, how do I, how do I do that? How do I get people excited about a property if I have a listing? And how do I drive interest? Well, you better be using 3D virtual tours. You better look at the companies that are out there and you can have anybody go into a property. They're going to go in with a mask. They're going to go in with gloves. It's like the new level of appraisals. And instead of doing a, a physical appraisal, these guys are going in with drones and cameras and they're creating virtual open houses. And I mean, I got a, I got an email yesterday from my, my agent uh, in, in uh, Las Vegas and he had a, two and a half million dollar property. And I could not believe how I could sit right here and I could click play and I could watch this virtual tour. And then there's an actual floor plan that is now virtual. So you can click master bedroom. It takes you into the master bedroom. You can click master bath. It takes you into the master bath. You can click cabana and pool. It takes you into the backyard. So all we have to do is use the tools that are coming out of innovation to continue to do the business. How's a, how's a, how's a loan officer and a borrower couple doing it? Same way we've always done it. It's just we've got distance between us, but we can still see each other. So lots of consultations you know, on Zoom, uh, lots of conversations using embedded technology while you're on Zoom. I mean, we could have a PowerPoint going right below here. We could have a video presentation going right below here on product recommendation. We could we could do anything. It's, it's, Can it's, you imagine it's, what it would I mean, be like right now without the tools of the internet? You could you couldn't do it. It'd be it'd be cowboy town. We'd die. You'd have tumbleweeds <laughs> blowing through. No, you'd have tumbleweeds blowing through the industry. There's the gratitude part, right? It's like right, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. So what what are you seeing, Mike, when you think about that? What 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 are the Jungle Power users doing? How are they 
what, what are you hearing from your your research and everything? What are what are they doing to stay connected right now? You know, I'm hearing more and more about um, you know loan officers that are if they're not able to do transactions with their contacts or they're not able to do um, business, what they do have the opportunity is to um, claim a stake in becoming more of a community member. And so yeah. the conversations three months ago when they called might have been, hey, can I you know, send you some information on an annual equity review? Now they might be calling them up and saying, how are you and you know the family doing at home? You know, Is there anything I can do for you? If they know they've got They've got some immunocompromised or some some clients that are at risk. Being a resource to do something thoughtful like dropping off groceries is a great way to, you know, start or to really lay that relationship as concrete. It's an opportunity to transition from being just the trusted advisor to being that community person, that that friend I never knew I could, you know, expect to depend upon. And, you know, you know, I've been really close with Jeremy Forcier for years and years, and I have access to thousands of loan officers just like you two. But I mean, ask me if I would ever do a loan with anybody else. The, the answer is definitively no, because he's not just the guy that treats me like a transaction. He's the guy that has been there for me through a divorce. He's been there for me when I you know, had the struggles of, of buying a dream home. Um, I've spent family vacations with this person. You know, that, that's a guy that when you go to one of his events, there are 250 people at a baseball game and they all think they're one of his best friends because he treats people. <laughs> so, you know, if you have that opportunity to turn lemons into lemonade, this is the time to reach out to people and show, show that heart, you know, and focus more attention on that side of the person that you are. You know, it's really interesting that you bring that up. And, and I, uh, I mean, this, you know, you and I are just riffing right now, but I, um, I just got a case of books um from a guy named Mark Schaefer and the book is called Marketing Rebellion and the subtitle on the book is The Most Human Company Wins uh, and I think what I think what I mean I think what you're talking about right now is you're talking about the the idea that you and Jeremy Jeremy is a very likable guy that has an incredible energy around helping people win and that's the mindset right now that I don't believe this industry can ever go back from. And here's what I mean by that. There's a, a study that, that just came out from uh, Deloitte, and, and they're talking about how trust and technology need to be so married up that what comes out of it is not the technology, but the humanity. And so from my vantage point, the reason why I've spent about 140 hours, and this is part of an answer to an earlier question, but why I've created, spent 140 hours creating a, a resource called Connect is because I want to have people understand that the most human salesperson wins. The, the, the idea of empathy, the idea of humanity, the idea of connecting the idea of solutioning, adding value, the idea of what you do, especially now, but forever for the rest of your life, is you figure out how to connect at a deeper level by asking different questions, having different approaches, taking the spotlight off of you, putting it on the client, helping the client win, 
and crying and hugging and feeling the emotional connection. And it, it's, it's, it's way beyond touchy feel. It's not strategy. You know, I'm not going to wake up every day and, and say, what is my strategy to have more humanity? But I think in the world in which we live, like Stratmore just came out with something uh, on their mortgage sat about three weeks ago, and it had three different ratings on technology and the difference between a high net promoter score and a negative net promoter score. And the biggest delta they found was 134 points, meaning they're in negative territory that if technology wasn't answering with ease the questions clients would have, it had this massive impact on the whole customer sat thing. Was it attractive? Was it even appealing, right? And negative. I mean, you, every one of the disparities was over 100 points, meaning you would go from a 9 or 10, which is somebody who is a promoter, to a negative 30 or negative 40. We're not even talking about a detractor anymore. We're talking about somebody who's going to negatively pollute your brand. So technology, people need to understand, it is here, it's not going anywhere, but bad technology is worse than no technology because I can still do the job. Like I had a, I had a Zoom mic with my doctor the other day. How do you have a doctor appointment on Zoom? You know how it started off? He said, take your blood pressure. I mean, first it was like, here we go. It's our first tele, and it's just my annual meeting, right? So I put my blood pressure cuff on, I take my blood pressure. You know, we wait like 40 seconds. I get my blood pressure. I turn the screen around and say, there you go. And then we started talking about just a few other things. And then for a half an hour, he took off his doctor hat and we had a conversation about being dads and trying to turn out great, great boys. Humanity. Humanity wins all the time. Technology that's good behind humanity makes it win even more. So I'm just, dude, I'm just telling you right now, I think, I think the most human, human people win. I think caring and empathy, sensitivity, vulnerability, transparency, I think all those are winning combinations today. Well, listen, I know you have um, developed this new exciting um, product called Connect that's going to be hyper relevant for the next few months, uh, three to six months. I want to go ahead and tell everybody about the URL so they can get it jotted down in case uh, folks start leaving the call a little bit early. Um, you can find you. Uh, at hightrust.com forward slash connect. And Todd's given uh, the Jungo tribe a 10% off retail for this. So if you want to use that promo, of course you should right now. It's lowercase Jungo, J-U-N-G-O. So hightrust.com forward slash connect. And your uh, promo code is Jungo. Todd, can you talk a little bit about connect so the audience knows what, uh, what you're offering them today? Yeah, well, thank you for that. It's, it's super simple. Um, I spent about 120 hours. I've got a about a hundred thousand dollar recording studio right behind me. And uh, I uh, I've spent about 120 hours writing what I think is the most relevant content for a new economy that I could ever write. And um, we created a 120 day window um, where we're going to drop 16 different learning videos, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. The video sessions are all about the new world in which we find ourselves living. It's all about how do you, how do you connect 
first with yourself. Some of us are so busy that we're losing our own personal connection. What are we, what are we doing with us, right? And, and how, do we, how do we then watch our connection with our human spirit and our values and the things that we really, really want to um, have as part of our success DNA really come back to life? And then how does that extend out into using tough times to navigate a better future, right? And so these 16 videos are not longer than an hour, and most are about 30 to 40 minutes, brand new content. I've never delivered it before, and after 120 days, I'll probably not deliver it again. It is for this season right now. And then we get into what are the productivity habits of the hyper performer today in a society in which everything's changed. And what does that look like? What are people doing? How are they doing that? And then we go into what is the future of the one-to-one business relationship and the B2B business relationship. So 16 videos, 20 playbooks that support the 16 videos. And after the six weeks of videos are done, which you can on demand learn at your own pace, we're going to do 10 live weekly, up to 90 minutes coaching sessions with the Connect community. And we're going to have the social conversation around how are people connecting today in the new society. So it's brand new content, brand new economy. And um, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of it. It's about, it's about, um, it's about laying the groundwork to have a defining moment in your life, in your career that you'll never retreat from. It is leveling up in ways that the world is not really espousing to, you know, and so that's what we're doing. It's about, it's a hundred, it's $450. You guys get 45 bucks off. It's a, what's that work out to three bucks a day, you know, for 120 days. And it's the best thing I've ever done. So yeah, hightrust.com forward slash connect in Jungo all lowercase. Thank you for doing that, Mike. Well, we appreciate you, Todd. So getting back to some more of this conversation and, and what the lo- where the loan officers are, um, high level, what do you think the message should be for the loan officers to their clients? Um, everything is okay. We're going to get through this. Um, I got your back. I care about you. I would be messaging right now my database in ways that I've never messaged them. You know, I would, I would, if you can, and I know Jungo is, is so advanced in so much of how your, your process and, and, and how your uh, solution solves that you should be able to segment your database. You should be able to know who your influencers are. You should be able to know those guys and gals that are influencers, whether they're a physician, a small business owner, you know, they, they have some large executive title, maybe they run a big company. You should really be looking at that and you should be looking, um, you should be looking at this, this other vertical. And, and let me just for three or four minutes talk about this. Um, this is not a, a quick in analogy, and it is not a traditional realtor and builder kind of issue. There's, you have this pillar, which is our agents and, and, and builders, and then you have another pillar, which is who are the business owners in my database? Who are the people that have influence? And then you have the realtors and builders. I think there's a trend right now that we're starting. Uh, we've been starting it in our elite group for four years. We've been talking about by the end of 2021, seven out of every 10 loans that you fund need to be coming from alternative markets, not mm-hmm. consumer direct markets, but what we call consumer centric. 
what I would do right now as a loan rep and what we're telling our coaching members to do is to make five calls a week to influencers and set up a Zoom meeting with those influencers. They have the same challenges right now that we're all facing and we need to help people win. There's an interesting, I'm going to pull this out. There's a, there's an interesting um, research that came out from the Center on Society and Health. And the title of the research is How Are Income and Wealth Linked to Health and Longevity? And what I know as a business owner and what business owners are faced with is they're faced with creating value for their employees. They're, they're faced with the, 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 the new non-normal is how do I help my employees win beyond a paycheck? And what, what we're starting to see is there's all kinds of things that come into play that are creating stress for humans. Health is creating stress. Financial distress is creating emotional and physical stress. Um, even, even patterns of health and, and, and sobriety and obesity and all those things are all playing into the health of an organization. What I would do today is I would, I would have a group of, I don't know, CEOs, wealth managers, insurance professionals, attorneys and CPAs. I'm working with a media group in Australia that's got 2 million bankers, brokers, real estate agents, wealth managers, insurance professionals, accountants, and lawyers, and military. And all they're trying to do is figure out how they can use those groups to influence those groups' groups. And that, to me, is, is the most leverageable business partnership that you'll ever have. So if you, if you have the time, <clears throat> every transaction, as you know, Mike, every transaction provides an opportunity to know who these people are. And at the very least, every application you take for the rest of your life, you ought to have a radar on what is your title, how many people do you influence, what are your social circles, and yeah. how can I help you win in those circles? That's the new that's the new loan officer of the futures marketing plan. Now watch what happens. Every one of those buyers, higher trust, faster conversion, less shopping, and more leverage back to realtors and builders. And I've been predicting this for a long time. In 1994 at Mastery Mike, I said, he who owns the relationship controls the destiny of the loan and all the affiliated services. And that is coming to life right now, 25 years later. So along those lines, is this the greatest opportunity for the mortgage professional right now? 100%, 100%. Do you know how many mortgage professionals are gonna get absolutely shell-shocked when this ends? They're, they're a good thing they're making a lot of money right now because they're not gonna make any money if they don't change right now to prepare for the new normal, whatever that, I even hate that term because I don't, I don't even like, I don't even like the current normal. And I didn't even like the normal before we got into the current normal, which is going to lead us to the new normal. I think we decide what our normal is, but, but my fear for, for people that, and it's always right. It, Mike, it doesn't matter whether we have COVID or not. I mean, it does, but any refinance period of time in the history of mortgage lending has always pushed the, 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 the edge of the knife and you've got to decide how will I, when we get through this, not miss a beat in my business. And the truth is, we're going to be on the other side of this 
at some point in the next 24 months max. I, I firmly believe that we're going to be back to normal within a two to three month period of time, normal as we've defined it. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know when my city's going to open up. I don't know when my county's going to open up. I don't know when my state's going to open up. But I do know right now that I can talk to people and I can create connections. My fear for LOs that are immersed in whatever refi volume they are is when the refis go away, which they will. We have a false sense of, of interest rates right now that are driven by the economy and COVID. Um, when that stuff pounds back up, if you haven't figured out this new piece, you're going to have to live off your savings for a while. And that's not why we save. We don't save to live off our savings. We we save because we want to create ultimately peace of mind and security for our families. So that to me is what people need to do today. Um, I've got a I've got a guy that I coach that in the last three months, using mortgage reviews and reviewing mortgage statements, has generated almost thirty million dollars in volume just by going to this new market. And, and doing high trust interviews with insurance professionals, doing high trust interviews with financial planners, and getting to the consumer. And the consumers need us more than ever right now. So it's a new, it's a new world. It's a new, it, it'll be a new market out there. And the real estate market's going to come back. You know, people are going to get back to some level of job security. Um, you know, we're going to, I, I would like to see a, a little bit of a buying bump up in the summer. I don't know if we're going to recover that fast in, in terms of people having confidence in their financial foundation, uh, but it is going to change. We, we've seen it, right? It just, it always happens. I was closing loans, Mike, when rates were 20%. Consumer confidence was at an all-time low and unemployment was 14%. Unemployment's now about 18 or 20%, I guess. I haven't looked at them. I don't like to watch the news. Darren Hardy, turn yeah, me on to that. <laughs> I'm on a news fast. I'd rather be uneducated and of sound mind than educated and like crazy. So maybe we can see if the audience has any good questions. Um, why don't you yeah, guys send yeah. a question in the chat on the GoToWebinar panel there? And while you're thinking about your best questions, I'm going to ask Todd one more. Todd, is there anything our audience should be cautious of right now? That's a great question. How would you answer it? How's that for how's that for turning the table? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's 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 valid. I I think that what we have to be most cautious about right now is hoarding and and adding any more stagnation to the economy. Um, those that have the means, I believe, should be paying their bills and doing what they can because if everybody goes into a state of, of fear and hanging on, then it just stops all the motion. So cut back where you can on things that are, are not necessities, but absolutely be thinking hypercritical about budgeting. Have yourself a 13-week financial plan, which you know we put that into place about three and a half weeks ago, four weeks ago at Jungo. And just make sure you're thinking about um, there's going to be a trickle-down effect to, to some of the industries. You know, Airlines and hotel got nailed immediately. 90% layoffs at Marriott in the first week of, of this, right? Airlines, same thing. They're sitting on the tarmacs. Now we're hearing about the fuel companies. You know, the, the petroleum companies have a, a surplus of fuel. They don't have any place to store, so they're paying 
their their vendors to take it and take it off their hands. So the U.S. economy, we're gonna we're gonna try to buy what 250 million uh, barrels of oil to get our, our you know our all of our resources stock up. So when you're looking at this, I, I just think it's really important that you do what you can do and and make sure that you don't just go into like a total hoarding mode and shut down. That's I think the the example of that is the toilet paper thing. That's just just ridiculous. That kind of reaction to you know, hoarding up a couple of necessities and now no one else can get access to that stuff. So, um, you know, those are the things. And then hyper empathy for your partners right now, you know, try to, service, try to be of service, try to be a community, you know, have a heart like never before, because you, you don't know what anybody's individual financial situation is and everybody's suffering on some level. So, you know, if you can be that great partner, that's all they're going to remember when this was over. Yeah. I, I, so w what I would say about the cautious is, is kind of the same, but, but maybe use a different word. Um, for me, it would be, let's not panic. You know, I, I think, I think what happens when people panic, um, infrastructures crumble and, you know, you go from the toilet paper rush and the empty shelves and, you know, going into a, a Trader Joe's or a, or a bonds, which are West coast companies and, and seeing shelves just decimated, right? And you see the over, the over, there's a reason why every retail distribution company has a no refund policy right now. I mean, somebody goes in and buys a hundred pallets of toilet paper, and then they want to take them back because they overreacted. I mean, yesterday, um, I, I popped into a, a grocery store and I was just curious. I mean, I walked down the toilet paper aisle and instead of, you know, like Charmin and having four or six or, or 12 rolls in a bag, they had gone to single rolls. I mean, like commercial, industrial, single rolls of toilet paper, and the sign still said one per family. I'm thinking, man, you got to get really efficient with toilet paper, if, if, you know? And, and I think that's the same way. I think it's, it's it, it, the panic mentality leads to more panic, which is what happened in the Great Depression. You know, I just, it, oh, at some point, panic overtook rational thinking and everything collapsed. So I would agree with you. And, you know, panic is, is, is replaced by purpose and patience and perspective. When you have purpose, patience, and perspective, you can get through anything. So I would, I would share that uh, uh, and echo your, your comments. I think, you know, just. Yeah. You brought up made me think about, you know, when I did my last remodel, everything took longer and was more expensive, even with a laid out plan. And I think there's probably some wisdom to expect, even if the Fed says we're going to shoot for May 1st, and even if the, the, the state backs it up or, you know, Gavin Newsom here in California says, no, May 15th is our day because we haven't flattened out on, our, on our, our debts. You know, I still think that we should plan on this lasting longer. And, you know, being a little more expensive than, than, you know, what we initially thought, because it's like I said, the trickle down effect of we don't know what, you know, stalling the petroleum industry is going to mean when we come back and we start getting back on the roads and gas prices start going back up. So, you know, it's, it's just I think we should be conservative, but hopeful and just do the best you can to plan out, you know, how long it might take for us to get back. And I'm speaking mostly as a business owner. I'm thinking about my employees and getting them you know, keeping them safe and paid, paid. And, you know, we don't know what the next wave of, of challenges that might face you. And I, I mean, you're, you're, you're ground zero for, you know, 
it being in the event business and we can't put 10 people in a room. So, you know, we don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. I would, um, you know, I would, I would say to that note, and I, I hope everybody understands this. Um, you've got to, you've got to keep hope alive. Right. And, and if you look at the word hope, um, one of the, the acrostics for hope is hang on pain ends. Right. And, um, you have, you have a choice to make. I have a choice to make. And, and I, I'm going to just be super transparent with you. When, when 75% of your revenues are put on hold because you can't do what you do, a restaurant can't serve what it serves. You know, a event business can't do the events it does. When you look at companies that have to lay off 95% of their employees because they have no business and it happened like that. You've got to stay hopeful, even though it's hard, because the opposite of hopeful is hopeless. And when you hope less, just break that word in half. When you hope less, you lose your spirit, you lose your energy, you, you lose your tenacity, um, you lose everything that is necessary to take the step forward. But if you're hopeful and, you know, it's like, I'm trying to ask right now, Mike, and this, this might not make any sense to somebody who's got the biggest pipeline they've ever had as a mortgage originator. <laughs> I want to remind everybody, your pipelines today are not a result of some massive, beautiful marketing strategy that you laid out. I mean, your pipelines today are one sheer gift that nobody was planning on, and it's okay. But somewhere behind all of that goodness for the moment, is some stuff that's challenging you. There is some stuff that if you're an owner of a mortgage company, you might lay awake at night right now thinking about. You have two choices, hope less, hope more. Be hopeful, be hopeless. And all I know is when the human spirit goes from hopeful to hopeless, everything follows and it's over. And that's why we see suicides going up. That's, we, that's why we see sobriety being challenged. That's why we see um, people gaining a lot of weight right now. We, we see all kinds of things that are tied to the physical spirit of hope. And we just got to understand, man, if you don't hope, you're, you're, you're done. You're done psychologically. You're done physically. And in worst case scenarios, you're, you're done. And that's sad. So be high spirited, be, be the hawk, you know, keep, keep looking at the opportunity and, I still appreciate you joining us today, my friend. And um, yeah. I got guys. I, I we've still got a few folks on the call. Um, wanted to offer up uh, something that we put together in the the Jungo Marketing Department for you. We developed something called the closing email of the week. Uh, we're going to send you the link through the GoToMeeting, and we'll also send it through the e uh, through a uh, broadcast email after this call, along with the link to go back and watch the broadcast with me and Todd. Um, this is basically just emails that you can send out to your clients. These are unlike any kind of messaging that we've ever produced before. If you're a Jingo client, it's already formatted to send out through your Jingo Salesforce account. And if you're not a Jingo client, uh, you still have access. You can subscribe to it at the link that we're gonna send you. And you can put it into your Outlook email if you don't use Jingo. It's, it's our gift to you, it's our gift to the industry. And we'll be doing those closing emails of the week until we get back to uh, something that's not quite crisis mode. So uh, that's our gift to you. That's that's included in your Jingo membership. It's free if you're not a Jingo member. It's our gift to you. Anything? Any final a, 
<laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a there was a band long long time ago that nobody will know if they're if they're not um, long long time Earth uh, Earthwalkers, but it was the band was Supertramp, and they had a song called Crisis What Crisis. <laughs> and uh, no, no, and I always I always think that that crisis is is actually where new life is birthed, right? And at the end of the day, there's good in everything. You just got it. You got to sometimes dig a little bit deeper because it's not just super apparent. But I personally believe as a business owner, we're coming up with things in response to an unplanned crisis that are really good for the company. And we may never, we may never go back to some of the other things we've done. And so crisis, opportunity, challenge, all growth comes from hard times. You know, hard times make us who we are. Uh, easy times don't force us to be as strong and resourceful as we are right now. So Mike, thank you for the hour today. I hope that we made an impact. It was a blessing to see you again. Thank you for your time, Todd, and thanks let's for all do, the let's do, our fist, let's do our fist bump. <laughs> Camera. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Have man. Day, Take care. Take care.